Hello, everyone, and welcome back to Lady Geek Society podcast. I am Jenna. And I'm Gisani. And today we will be talking about episode five, An Unthinkable Fate. I was going to say an affair of honor for some. <laughs> um, honestly, can we go back to that? Because I loved an affair while- of honor. <laughs> it was such a good episode. And while I do enjoy this episode, this is truly an unthinkable fate mm-hmm. where we have, where we're going is. Yeah. Yeah. Legitimately unthinkable to me before seeing this season. Yep. So very true. Listen, this dress is, is Kate's dress. Like, oh my God, it's the best dress. There's a reason they're using it for all the promo. It's so beautiful. It's so rich. It's so it's, it's the perfect Viscountess dress truly stunning and I'm just like why couldn't this be the dress she wore at Aubrey Hall like when she first entered Aubrey Hall if she was wearing this dress oh my god what a statement you would have had to come pick me up off the floor but I I'm with you on that and like we'll get into the scene in a second but like the scene's pretty short yeah this dress deserves to be on screen more so I mean good thing they're using it for promo and everything but it is absolutely gorgeous I hope she is an outfit repeater. I hope that she she is humble enough, you know, to repeat outfits because I want to see this outfit more. Like I want I them like to purposely show this outfit more and especially at Aubrey Hall. I want to see her wear this dress at Aubrey Hall. That is my life goal. Um, I am seconding this. Yes, yes. I would love Manifest that. Manifest that out so, into the universe. Why not be an outfit repeater? I understand yeah. it was height of fashion to always have different outfits and right. all that. but in this world that we talk about sustainability even though we won't we won't get into the tragedy that. of this world but um you know repeating outfits is good for the environment and um you know works of art like that deserve to be worn more than once exactly like if I like something I'm gonna wear it multiple times because I like it and I, I, I wear I feel like Kate dress. loves this dress so I want Kate to wear it more I'm with you on that so so it's an interesting first start to an episode opening up with yes. another montage-ish. Yes. Looking into what she's thinking about and she's all hot and bothered as she fans herself. I would also be hot and bothered thinking about Anthony um, Pinkerton, so I get it. Yes, completely understand. Um, and then we get Anthony enters and he walks past her and they have the pinky reach. Yeah. Listen, I love this scene a lot. I really, really do. I love the idea of this, but so I'm up, much. I'm upset because this is a scene that was used in Scandal, and I'm just like, really, Shonda Rhimes? Like, I get it, I get it, but I'm like, Kate and Anthony deserve an exclusive. They deserve something they, that is theirs alone. They do, and that is my biggest issue with this episode. As we go on, is that there's so much of it that I'm like, they deserve theirs. Yeah, nothing sullied by Edwina, especially when where where we go from here and where she goes it's just it's not pleasant for me personally as a viewer and yeah I know a lot of people don't mind this and like we've talked about this I really don't like love triangles they always at certain points some of them I have read some love triangles that I do like Mm -hmm. and I've seen some that I don't mind but when there's like this element of like just like this I don't know like I don't mind if the third person is I don't want to say an enemy or like a bad person or like, but it's very clear, like, and very clearly this is a situation where yeah. they don't belong together. Right, right, right. But, but it's still, it's still Edwina. It's still it's her sister. sister. It's going to be his sister-in-law. Yeah. It's her sister. And yeah. that's what makes this really uncomfortable. That's for me. why I've been saying I would rather it be someone like Sienna. Because yeah, then there's no relation there. There's no, it doesn't make it as awkward. It's rough. And like I said, if, if the pinky reach was like in a different setting, I would be all about it. And like, I still like it, but this scene going in with the queen, I just, I don't like it. My least favorite part of this scene is not even that it's, it's, it's such a weird, small detail, but it bothers me. It's the fact that Edwina is not wearing a single glove. And she holds Anthony's hand. Is it his Remember, hand or his knee? Either way, like, she touches like Anthony. His forearm. Yeah. Maybe. It's something like that. And I just. It, it, it makes bothers me. me. It really bothers <laughs> me because she's 18. She has to be either 18 or 19. There's no way she is older than that. 
she's like, yeah, she's definitely 18. And I understand that Charithra is old enough, but, but I'm not seeing Charithra because she is doing a good enough job for me to see Edwina, you know, like, yes, she's escaped into the version of Edwina. Yeah. Yeah. In in a way that she is supposed to be like, she's acting. So I believe that she is 18 years old in this role. Like, I believe yes. that she is young. She is naive. She is inexperienced. And so yeah, and watching we'll, these we'll get scenes, to that again. I'm just like, who told you to take your glove off? Why did you feel compelled to take your glove off? What made you know. do this? And like, listen, again, Kate has her glove off, right? The pinky ring. Kate is wearing, oh, the, the pinky, pinky scene. Yeah, she's yeah, not yeah. wearing gloves. So, but with Kate, you're like, okay, Kate's older. It's Kate. Yeah. There is a draw there a pull there that's mutual it's not just one i can't i can't i can't i i just it just it i can't look at that scene like after the pinky reach i stop and i move forward honestly that's what i'm gonna be doing because that scene just makes me uncomfortable yeah and like again there is something to be said about like being made uncomfortable in a show like sometimes that is their goal but this is to a point where i'm not enjoying it there's sometimes where i'm like i'm uncomfortable but i'm in fully invested in the story and like you're uncomfortable because you're understanding the characters and while that is kind of what's happening I'm just like this is not what this was supposed to be this does not feel like the Viscount who loves me and that's where my bigger issue comes in and then it's like them talking about the wedding and everything and I'm just like uh annoyed another thing about the wedding but (laughs) you know the whole interviews of like why didn't we see a Kate and Anthony wedding and it's like well after such an elaborate affair with a queen, a small wedding would have paled in comparison or something along those lines. It's like Anthony literally says he said he, he wanted a country a wedding at Aubrey Hall and head canon. That is absolutely what Kate and Anthony did. There's uh, yeah, totally no, what they did. Exactly. But I want to see that. I want to see that we're watching their story. So why don't we get to see that? That's something I'll never forgive them for because they wanted to push the drama of Kate and Anthony's wedding, I mean, of Edwina and Anthony's wedding. And by pushing the drama and doing that, they end up hurting the other characters, but also just like checking the box of being like, oh, we got to see Kate in a wedding dress. Mm-hmm. No, no, we, we didn't. didn't. I don't that's not her that. wedding dress. That's not no. her wedding dress. That's not their wedding. And that's and- Anthony's fantasy. It's not hers. Yeah. Yeah. What? And again, going into like, what about Kate? Why it's revolving more about Anthony rather than equally revolving around, around both Kate of them. and Anthony. Yeah. So, and going back into why don't we get Kate flashbacks? This would have been the perfect episode for Kate flashbacks. Right. Especially with the Sheffield dinner. Yeah. Anyways, we cut to- Oh wait, I can think we just lady- talk about him? The way that he looks at her in this scene? Oh yes. yes. As like, yes. she's like, you know, stirring her tea. Oh my God. It's so beautiful. Every little thing she does, he's looking at her. I, I'm pretty sure that 90% of the reason why I love this episode is because of how beautiful Simone is throughout this entire episode. Like everything she does. There is, because yeah. it reminds me of that scene in the books when he comes and nobody's home and he's okay. watching her with a tea without her gloves. And he like, that's when he gets like obsessed with her hands. And he's like, oh, like the way that like she stirs her tea. And I'm like, oh my God, that's, you know, that that's the image that Jonathan Bailey is trying to convey because he's read this book. Like he's devoured this book. So as Bless he's looking at her, I'm like, he's, he's thinking of that. He is definitely thinking of that. And it, it gives me a little bit of that. I like, and that will give me a little bit more joy as well. Yeah. <laughs> because, like I do like those moments and I think I wouldn't feel as uncomfortable and annoyed with this episode if episode six didn't happen. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. I, I would enjoy this episode way more if episode six didn't happen. Yeah. So this kind of like goes hand in hand with with the ending, which we'll talk about. So yeah. But yeah, then I think Lady Whistledown's doing like talking. Yeah, she's writing about it. Um, matrimony. Yeah, we get to see Anthony in a bath. Oh, um, oh yeah, once okay. married, it's hard to undo. That's what she's saying. And then we cut to uh, Penelope and Eloise walking in the garden. I think they're just talking about their siblings getting married. Yeah. Um, and then Prudence showing off her ring. No God. And uh, there really is just so many <laughs> issues, I feel like, with the side plots. Because it's like, yeah, um, I mean, Benedict that goes to art of... school, which is which is not yes. a, which is a side plot that works because especially this is the episode like where you that. really see that like oh the artists are jaded and he's he's like the fish out of water you know really excited and doesn't have that jaded yeah. spirit yet and so you're like ah they're gonna break you 
Well, mm-hmm. or you were going to break yourself technically, but yeah, I feel like that's really how art comes. Yeah. So that, that's a really interesting, like thing to weave into this episode it has nothing to do with it, but I, I like uh, it and I feel like it yeah. fits a little more with things. I think too, just because the whole Featherington's plotline just is so removed yeah, no, from the I entire overall. What, yeah, no. I don't know. Um, but I do. I love Benedict going to art school. They also, I love the, the score when he goes into the school and it's not on the soundtrack. Of course it's not. Once again, Chris Bowers, why are you keeping all the music from, I mean, obviously you're giving us great stuff, but like, I want all of it. I want all Why, of it. why are they hoarding it? It's fine. Uh, not bitter. There's a month until the wedding. So yes, while Anthony is getting a fitting, I don't know why, again, this bothers me so much of like seeing him get a fitting for his wedding to Edwina. Why is he getting a fitting in the drawing room though? (laughs) That's another question. I don't know. I want to see his bedroom. (laughs) I know. Me too. I I also realize he, does he still have a bedroom at Bridgerton House? He probably does. Yeah. No, I think so. They don't mention his other rooms. I don't know. Maybe, but like now I just got really upset again about us not seeing their wedding night in his rooms and how she's the only woman he ever brought back to his room. That little detail. Well, she's the only woman he's ever brought to Aubrey Hall. So that at least we know is is canon. Like nobody else has been to Aubrey Hall. Well, technically Edwina. Yeah, but she's not been to his room. That's true. Thank Jesus. I'm still, I'm still just upset. Because by... even Daphne says it, like Anthony's bringing a lady to Aubrey. Like no one's been to Aubrey Hall, so at least we know that yeah. room hasn't been touched. And I doubt he would ever bring a lady to Bridgerton oh, yeah, House. No. So it's just a matter of his no. bachelor's lodgings. But like, I feel like his bachelor's lodgings just disappeared this season. They don't even exist yeah. anymore. I feel like he's in Bridgerton House this season. Yeah. But that's another thing where they were very clear about him keeping bachelor lodgings last season and now no one talks about where he's living. I also have a question about Benedict's bachelor's Yes. Lodging. I agree. Yes. Question. Well, we could talk about more in episode eight, eight and yeah. seven, but it's just like, what were you doing that your valet saw? Like, how does, what? And I realize that these are small questions that people are not going to be asking, but yeah, I, I know, still, I know. It's like, because we're looking at it more. It's hard not to ask these questions. I'm curious. I want to know. Anyway. Yeah. Although that's uh, like not even the worst of it, but. No, polished <laughs> no. and braided for the big day. And, you know, Benedict saying, would you also like us to be polished and braided? And then here's Bless my him. favorite part of this scene. My angel baby snowflake who I asks love. about Kate because Hyacinth Bridgerton is the smart one in the family. I love her so much. I love her too. And I love that in the same way that she was like, what about the Duke? And then now she's like, what about Kate or the sister? Is she going to live with us? And Anthony just like malfunctions. Oh my God. I love that. And I really want to see Kate and Hyacinth and Kate and Eloise next. Yep. 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 And if Kate's going to be the one to be there when they debut with Francesca. Yeah. Oh, I really hope so. I will cry. It'll be great. I will cry I too. Cry. If they do. Absolutely. That. Yeah, because I wonder if they would open again, but I guess we'll see next season. I wonder when we're going to find out who, who next season's going to be about. Yeah, I, I don't know. Oh my God. And then I have this line written now because I just thought it was hilarious of, of Portia telling Prudence, put those silks down, cotton shall do for your trousseau. I was like, <laughs> oh God. Prudence can't have oh anything God. nice. I know. Poor, poor Prudence. <laughs> Poor Penelope, but yeah. Oh, and then the muddy uh Kate and Edwina are talking. Oh, and she's like, uh, the wedding is as much as your triumph as it is mine. And I'm just like, uh, she's been warning you against him this whole time. It's fine. Which again comes in later. And then also her talking about having kids with him. And I'm just like, I don't like this. Please don't have children right now. You do not need children. I just she is a child she cannot have children no no I mm -mm. no we go to Kate coming home to well to Lady Danbury's house to Anthony in the drawing room yeah I also really love this scene I don't like this season I season this season this season I the thing with this scene again these scenes when you are watching them in fan videos completely out of context they're amazing fair but when you're watching them in context you're like oh god okay especially here he's denying the library 
Mm-hmm. No, she's like, but what about everything that passed between us at Aubrey Hall? Like, this is Kate being like, are you for real? And like still pursuing my sister after being basically on top of my face. Saying if it was anyone but Daphne that found them, they would be reached. Yep. He asked if she would rather that. And she says, of course not. And he says, we should be glad that we, unvo- we avoided that unthinkable fate. Literally. Yeah. I literally wrote like what I said in the beginning. This, this right now is an unthinkable fate. I wrote this shouldn't be like this. It shouldn't. And that's my biggest issue where, you know, I would forgive this scene again if episode six didn't happen. Yeah. I really would. But at this point where it's like everything that we are getting for Kate and Anthony is just completely being overshadowed by the fact that Anthony is engaged to Edwina. Yeah. It's not really theirs. This this isn't theirs. And that is my well, biggest issue. What makes me happy about this scene is the jokes about like yes. it was it was Edmund Bridgerton's ghost saying that like, you know, this finger belongs to her. It's not gonna come off. This finger this belongs finger to her. her. This ring belongs to her. So it's not coming off. Not coming off the finger that belongs yep. to her. Yep. Both they both <laughs> belong to her. Good. I agree. Um, I that joke does like it, make it, it better. made the scene so much better because otherwise I was like, oh, because I usually don't like scenes like this. I don't like the concept of someone trying on someone else's ring, whether it's like yeah, a jeweler makes you do it, a family member makes you do it. God, if you yourself do it, that's a whole other story. Thank God that Kate doesn't do that. But like, yeah, oh my god, yeah, I would not yeah, like you know that. what I mean? I mean like someone never. is forcing her to do it, and I just I don't like it. But yeah. that joke was like, okay, I can roll with it, this. It does make it better, but I, yeah, I still just not the biggest fan. I just I want lemon cake after this scene. There's that. I would go for some lemon cake. Maybe I'll have a cupcake after this. <laughs> um, and then Edwina comes back and we find out that. Oh, and I feel like Kate just feels so awkward. I feel so bad for her yep, with the yep. ring. Oh God, I know. I'm just like, poor thing. Can can we stop putting her in situation. Literally, she needs a break because I feel like it's been nonstop for her this yep. entire time. Um, and then Lady D saying the Sheffields are coming. Mm. So, and then they're gonna go for a stroll in the park. Except Lady Kate Danbury goes. knows about Kate's feelings. Yeah, and she makes that comment about how only a great like scandal will tarnish this. Like they're already engaged. It, this this really hurts like I do like Lady Danbury and I get what she's doing like she's yeah. she's being the voice of reason in society but it just it's like cruel like it honestly feels cruel and like Kate's eyes are glassy yeah at this scene yeah and it's like it just it really hurts yeah I don't know and then we go into Kate and Dorset and can I just side note like I'm glad someone's interested in Kate Yeah, because I don't understand. I don't know how Kate doesn't have anyone else dancing with her or anything. Like, it's kind of annoying. Like, are y'all blind? Like, like, literally. And, you know, in the book, even though, like, people are dancing with Kate because they needed their her approval. Yeah. It kind of bothers me that that doesn't happen in this, at least to make Anthony a little jealous. Because it's not fair. It doesn't make sense a for part of no me, one to be interested yeah, in her. Yeah, it just, I guess it's like the age of like, oh, well, she's already a spinster. It doesn't matter how beautiful she is. Maybe that's what they're using. But it, yeah, the logic behind it just doesn't really. Yeah. Um, or like at least have Dorset at another ball and have him dance with her because. <laughs> Anthony would rip oh. her to shreds. <laughs> I know, like that's one good thing. Like I like seeing the jet, like Anthony Chelsea here at least, but like it makes me sad. That we have to watch Anthony with dance with other people. We yeah. don't get that with Kate, even though it makes no sense. Because I don't know how anyone can look at her and be like, I don't want to dance with her. Yeah. Excuse me? But anyways, I'm glad he fully apologized to Kate. Yeah. And like, he's genuinely interested in her. And like, I appreciate him. I do. This scene. Like, I love this scene so much because Kate making friends with turtles is the equivalent of Kate talking to flowers. You know yeah. that Kate at home talks to flowers. You know she does. Yeah. Because a girl who makes friends with turtles is going to be that soft girl that also like 
you know, nurtures flowers. Cause people like, you have to talk to flowers. I don't know if people like know that that's not just a silly thing, but like flowers and plants, like people have always said that, like, you need to like love them for them to grow. Yeah. I've heard a lot of things about that yeah. actually. So Kate would absolutely do that. And this is the, the most we get of who Kate is outside of the sister, the daughter, any of that. This is just Kate, like in the river, in India, like her, her spirit of the playful energy, the, the heart, it's all there in this moment with this other dude, which again, I'm grateful for selfishly because she is my favorite character and I will take any opportunity to get to know her. Yeah, because we do not get to know no, her enough. But this should have been a scene somehow with Anthony or even like tied to another Bridgerton would have we been fascinating have, too. We really need to have something like this with Anthony though. Yeah. Like it's, it's really messed up that they don't have this with Anthony. Or at least something like this. The and closest that's another thing. we get is the fall at the yeah um, after Palm Mall. Mm-hmm. But we still don't even like she's not even talking about no, herself yeah. there. And then that's what bothers me, where it's like there's all these great moments, but again, there I suppose the like, hunt and the hunt know, where she said yeah, like yeah, my the father, hunt. the whoever yeah. my father worked for at the grounds, they helped. They would yeah, and like that was a little more of her history. I appreciate yeah. that, but like I we need it a little more. And of we've course. said it before, and we'll keep saying it yep. because it's just it's not right. And that's like one of my biggest issues with this season. <sighs> it's fine. Uh this was also the episode where Eloise goes to her the assembly of feminist women. Yes. Bonds with Theo there. And I just I have so many questions about this scene. Like, cool, great, fascinating, love it. Why? Okay. Like they're cute, but I almost feel like the way that Theo and Eloise get to talk to each other, get to know each other is in some ways, like I'm jealous for Kate and Anthony. A bit. Yeah. You know, like, cause I feel like their relationship actually feels natural. Ish. So ish. Yeah. But like, I feel like, well, because there's no third party in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah, but I mean, like, even where she finds him, but the way that they talk about things and discuss things and, like, she's yeah. interested and keeps going back, like, I I don't know, I <laughs> it feels, no, I still love Kate and Anthony more, obviously, that's not even a question, yeah. but, like, there's something about their, the way that it happens so naturally that I wish that Kate and Anthony had There's more. conversation, which we don't have enough of. Yeah. No. That's the no. issue. It's ultimately, it's conversation. We have yearning which again I love but I need them to talk but I do one of my the thing I love about this scene so much is when Anthony is looking at her while Violet is talking about Edwina's favorite color yes and um you see Kate laugh and I love like montages like that where everything else gets silenced like you know everyone else's voice is drowned out and like it's just her laughter and he's looking at it and Simone in this scene is just so beautiful like she is peak Kate in this scene of like her heart everything it's like in a single laugh it's all there but completely bare for us to see who she is mm-hmm. and he's watching from a distance and I just I it's fine it's fine because like, I love yeah. it so much but in this I, moment, I love that too we have to talk about the fact that Violet knows which is what pissed I, me off about the next episode because Violet looks at him she sees that he is not here. And then she looks to the distance and you know, she sees Kate there. Violet mm-hmm. knows in this moment, hundred percent. And even if she's not a hundred percent, she's not a dumb woman. She's going to think, why does he keep looking at the sister? They why does he care what dumb. she's doing? I just don't understand how there is no continuity with Violet's character. Right. It, it, she does. It, she it knows. Makes sense. Like Violet is a very smart woman who yeah. wants her kids to be in a love match. She knows Anthony is not happy. She, she knows he was, this is like one of the things that bothers me the most. So that like, she was fully gung ho with Lady Danbury of setting them up. But she knew that Anthony said, said to Kate that he doesn't want a love match. Right. And he's going after Edwina. So why would she be but so gung ho about but it? But then she also keeps saying like, you know, it, there, it, there's still time to end this. There's still time to end this. 
she knows he doesn't want a love match. Yeah. But I think deep down, like she's a mother. She knows her kids. She knows that at some point love is inevitable. Like you're going to fall in love with somebody and that she knows he's forcing himself to marry someone that that is not ever going to happen with. And so she tells him not to, but then at the same time, she like backs away too. And you're like, make up your mind. Do you want to meddle or do you want to back away? It doesn't make any sense. Cause especially, I feel like episode three, she is full on meddling mode to get him with Edwina. No, I don't agree. I don't think she's trying to get him with Edwina. But but like there's that, but there's that scene of when they're talking after Paul Mall and uh, Lady Danbury and Violet are together at that table. And right, whole, but like, I happy, think that's just like, Lady Danbury and Violet. But I, th- I think Violet, when she's talking to Anthony, she, she's, she knows that. Like, I feel like she, I know, but I feel like there. I understand. Like, there's going to be like it's yeah. what she shows by uh, Anthony and what she shows Lady Danbury is going to be different. Yeah, but I feel like it's so different that I'm at a loss. It is. It's it's a, it's really jarring and weird that like we have to keep thinking and like piecing things together for it to make sense. But here yeah, we are. Like that anyway. really bothers me. It's fine. So when we talk about this in episode six, just remember that we said Violet absolutely knows in this scene. Moving forward, yeah, and there's another scene later on in the episode too that it's like there is no doubt. But we'll get to that in a bit anthony trips over newton which ugh, i don't know if people know this but i i don't care about the serpentine i i've never really cared about that scene if you had told me that i had to pick one scene it would not have been the serpentine i don't mm-hmm. need as hot as jonathan bailey is i don't need him to fall in the body of water he already fell in mud and that brought me the greatest joy ever because it was yeah. hate. i didn't yeah. need to see him fall in a body of water this scene almost offends me because it's like you chose to keep this true to the books that, oh, he has to fall in a body of water at some point. But you didn't let us get to know Kate or any of her grief, even if she is doing better than Anthony is. I want to know how. That is something we deserve to know about our heroine. You chose to have this like gratuitous, I don't, it's not even, eh, yeah. You chose to have this gratuitous scene over this emotional scene. And there is where a bit of my bitterness will always lie, especially when we have to watch Edwina completely gawking at him and like turned on by this scene. And again, I understand everybody is going to be turned on by Jonathan Bailey. It's not, it's impossible not to, whether you are straight or not. Male, woman, it doesn't matter. Jonathan Bailey is just, everyone is going to be turned on by him. But I'm supposed to believe that she is 18 years old. I do not want to watch her making eyes at him. Please. I don't either. Like, like Kate? Literally? Yes, but not, not her. And, I can't do it. And then on top of that, though, like we see Kate tells her, like, oh, it's not right to stare or whatever. And then she sees Kate staring, staring at her. And I'm like, how you're, how stupid are you? You're not stupid. No. Edwina. Edwina is not a stupid girl, but they made her like, there is no other way to describe this other than as stupidity. No, it's the writers choosing to just like have her have blindfolds on or something. They made her stupid. She doesn't see it. But I mean, like one thing though, we do get a little more jealous, Anthony, like right before they fall in um oh, and yeah Kate's like oh yeah but like Kate's like oh Edwina's always trying to get me to stay yeah and then, yeah and then Dorset says he's gonna join her on that front and then Anthony just cuts him off and ties the knot he's like you're doing it wrong and then he goes to push Dorset out of the way to like help her out and I'm just like how did Edwina not see that what is happening like you know what lady whistle down can you blow the whistle because I need someone to just shake Edwina out of this even though no I don't want her to blow the whistle because then the scandal will be way worse yeah but but I don't know oh my god I just I just like how after after that his blatant jealousy two times right in a row and then Kate oogling ogling him oogling him get out like come on it just it doesn't make sense I wish that we could somehow show this picture of this crying cat because that is me. <laughs> Glassy eyes. Face that is very this cold. episode. Just <laughs> the next episode, I'm just crying. No, the next angry. episode, I'm an angry cat. 
The next episode, sad. I'm angry crying, full-blown angry Confused crying. Confused crying. Confused, um, angry. Anyways, we'll get there next yeah. week. Moving forward, Eloise and Penelope are lying to each other. Portia yes. brings man to examine Ruby's. He doesn't know anything. Yeah. Whatever. Potato, I gotta, potato. I don't care. I gotta tell you, I tried paying attention. To I don't Portia care. Jack scenes. I literally, I, I don't couldn't, care. could not bring myself. And I'm sorry. Again, Polly Walker is fantastic. Yep. And that's I do why like the only her. scene I care about is in the end. I don't care. Because like, I, I got nothing. They don't make sense to the plot at all. No. And then I have to say, I do understand why Eloise is lying to Penelope because- Penelope is telling her not to see Theo, which while like I get she's being like, oh, it could be uh, detrimental to their um, social standing or whatever. But like, really, the two the two reasons is that like it how Eloise should look at it is it's either like either Penelope is being a snob or she's lady whistle down. And again, like Penelope to uh. I'm just like, how do you not see it? Because like, why else? I mean, like, Eloise, Theo's sorry, not, not a bad guy. Yeah, but like, Theo's not a bad guy. Like, there's no reason for her not to like be interested in him, yep. other than their difference in class. So I'm just saying, like, it's not like she's the only like bad thing she's doing is sneaking around. But even still, like, women have no freedom at that time. So yeah, she's kind of got to sneak around. So I can't blame her. Speaking of women um, not having freedom, women are not allowed to be in the classroom as artists. So Benedict yeah. is Tessa, I guess that's her name. I don't, is that her name? That's her I name. Her yeah. Name was. Okay. Um, and then okay, he poses Tessa. for her. Cool. Okay. That's nice. Y'all do you. He just, he just strips. I'm like, okay, Benedict, you go. I, you do you, boo. I, I got nothing. You know, I have no issue with Benedict's past loves before Sophie, honestly, even though. I think people forget that Benedict was a whore as well. Yeah. Like we no, always Colin... joke about Anthony being the biggest whore, but people well, forget Colin's that Benedict the worst. Is... is he though? Well, not this he, Colin. He, no, I was just about to say not this one, but in the books, Colin was the worst. He was the biggest whore. Yeah. Well, and uh, whores, I don't know. <laughs> and then we have that really great conversation with kate and mary which i do love this conversation but we'll talk about the problem with this conversation next week but you know she tells her that like she'll just a really beautiful scene Mm -hmm. Um, like the gardens and everything why is kate fanning herself with a book though was she thinking about him probably homegirl is like far gone full book just fanning herself (laughs) she's (laughs) not okay she's going through a lot i mean i I'm not either. So where's my book to no. fan myself? <laughs> um, you know, and then Kate asks when she's like, when the last time she saw her parents was. And then she says like the night your father proposed, she chose between her family and her heart. She never regrets it. This is a really interesting line because I'm just like, Kate, honey, choose your heart. Then your mother is yeah. telling you that she chose her heart over her family. You deserve to choose your heart right now. Yep. Um, but this I, is the thing. The Sheffields are garbage people. Yes. Mary and Edwina are not garbage. If no. they were, I wouldn't care. So yeah, it's like if she was, is, it, is her name Rosalie, Rosamond? The Sheffields? What? I don't know. No, no, no. Sophie's mean stepsister. What is her name? Not Posey, the other remember. one. Is it Rosalie? I don't know. It's something I don't know. Are. You know, she, Edwina's not her. Mary is not... No. Um, Araminta or whatever her name was like they're good people but it's such an interesting thing to say like I chose my heart and in this moment I'm just like Kate Kate choose your heart choose him like your sister will be mad but she'll forgive you um it hurts it does really hurt because then she says like from the moment your father and I were drawn together it's a very powerful thing to meet someone and to feel like you know them like any other and this is this is the show tell like it's it's not they're not directly telling us but they are to a degree telling us without using enough words to say that this is why Kate and Anthony are so drawn to each other because they're kindred spirits but they just needed to show us a teeny tiny bit more why they are kindred spirits yes they do and we need to see them recognizing that more yep like the way they do it is very telly and we were talking about this and like we'll get to that later in like episode seven um but we were talking about this how there is a difference between dialogue that shows and tells and just in general showing and telling but dialogue good meaningful dialogue is 
showing. Yep. So, and um, this moment just... could have been such a perfect moment for, I don't know, for maybe Kate to open up to Mary, but here we have Kate's insecurities where she believes she has to earn her family's love. So she's not, and she's at the end of the day, despite the fact that Mary does like love her, like her daughter, yeah. Kate can say, Hey mom, I have a crush on this guy as well. Like she can't open up to anybody about her feelings for Anthony. Whereas at least Anthony, even though he won't admit it out loud, Daphne sees it to the point of badgering him about it. So he has yeah. somebody in his corner if he is about to pop off and just can like admit those feelings and free himself. But Kate has nobody. Kate it's, has nobody. It's just so upsetting how isolated she feels. I want to take her in a blanket there. and just like bubble wrap her away from everybody else because nobody deserves her. I know. Like literally it's just... I really wish we got to see her open up more here and just, yeah, just it opportunity hurts. And at again, least later. yeah. Cause then later too, she said like, we'll wait until Sheffield's actually. Yeah. I'm just like, oh, so this is where Violet comes in again. She says, I have been watching you all week. It is difficult to support and stay silent. You hold no great tenderness or love for this woman. <laughs> You act as if you are approaching the gallows instead. If this is not what you want, you must say something. Now she's basically begging him at this point. Yep. And saying, Edwina can call it off. Tell her how you, how you don't feel and have her call it off. Like Like, there's no shame in that. Exactly. Mm -hmm. You shame you, her reputation is saved as well. And then Anthony saying she does not like she, um, but does she know your true feelings? I just, my darling, do not set them aside. Every time Violet calls in my darling, I die a little because she, like, we give Violet a lot of crap, but this woman loves her kids with every fiber of her being. Like, she is not Portia Featherington. She does not want clout when her kids get married. Like, even with uh, Daphne and the Duke, like how she would say the Duke to Duke, but like, deep down, like, she... She just wants her kids to find love. Like if she really, and and so much of her respect for the Duke was because of Lady Danbury. Because otherwise, if the Duke wasn't associated with her, Violet would not be so gung-ho because with the prince, she's not really like, "Eh, yeah, okay, cool. Like, yeah, no, she's like, I want you to have the friend, like a friend. She sees them together. So that's why she supports it. So she just wants her kids to find genuine love. And this is a moment where we do really see that point blank. She's not sugarcoating anything. She's not talking with metaphors minus the gallows, but like Mm -hmm. she is painfully obvious. Like this is what you need to do if you are unhappy because I just want you to be happy. And he's just like, no, okay. No, it will break my heart and your father's as well. That kills me because mm-hmm. you know that was a stab to him. Absolutely, because it would. It it really would. And you know, I also really like the part where um he's like, "Do you question Miss Edwina to be like yeah. good as good as a viscountess?" And she's like, "I question the example you're setting for your siblings marrying a woman you don't have love for." Like, I love that line too. Yeah, because because it's not getting she's to not the heart of the matter. Edwina as a person, no, because Violet's not a judgmental person. It's all about like. You know, we kind of talked about like that first scene where Kate is kind of brash, but Violet is not the type of woman to really judge unless you really sting her. Yes. She's, she's warm about those things. Like she trusts her kids if they are making the right decision, which is why she is the exact parent who would be like, yeah, you want to marry a servant? Of course, go ahead. Like I'm not, I don't give a shit what society says about us. Because she trusts her kids. If you love them, that's all. And then I don't know what happens in episode six, but okay. We'll get there. And then Edwina and Kate are getting ready. Edwina is, this is, again, this is what's so bonkers to me. Edwina is so excited to meet the Sheffields. These people basically shat on your mother. Your biological mother. They shut her off. They had no relationship with her for years and you're excited to meet them. Like, I don't listen, even if you're the warmest person on the planet, the kindest soul, I feel like you're going to have a bit of reservation to meet these people who hurt your mother. Like if, and if my, if my grandparents are like that, I don't give a shit how much money you got or what is wrong. I don't care. I don't, I would be so 
awkward to meet them. Yeah. Yeah. You treated my parents like shit. They come first. If, yeah, if that happened, I would be like, I don't want to know you. Like, right. And okay, fine. She could could still be in like, not honeymoon phase. Cause I can't even, you can't even really call it a honeymoon phase in Regency. Um, when they're not actually I get what you're trying honeymoon. To say. I know I get what you're trying to say you know what I mean so it's like yeah. but like even then I'm just like like I don't know she could be excited for her wedding but still it's like mm, weird um and then when she calls him by his name and Kate's face is just Ugh. earth shattering like, and she says did he tell you to call him that and she's like no but it sounds nice doesn't it and I'm just like no it's like nails on a chalkboard. It is no, literally like not nails allowed on a chalkboard. Is she allowed to call him Anthony when they're married? Yes. No, no, yeah. no. Not not when they're married. When oh. he marries him. What does she call him? Whatever he gives her permission to do. So. <laughs> right? <laughs> I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> so. Uh, you know what I mean? Like, because if you don't be like, you may call me Anthony. Like, I don't know. Because in the book, does she call him my lord? I don't think she she just says, oh, I've always thought it'd be so much fun to have a brother and I was right. Their relationship in the book is so much different. I know, because it's so, because even like, you don't really even ever hear the littles call him. They uh, call him brother. Yeah. What does Eloise yeah. call him? I think brother. They're, but their see, relationship again, is practically non-existent too. Don't get me started on no, Eloise and I Anthony. No, I won't. It hurts. <laughs> I mean, it's just Daphne that we really hear her, her call him Anthony, but Daphne yeah. is also a little bit older, but still it's weird. So I'm just like, please yeah, don't say his name ever again. I don't want to yeah, get I don't like it. out of your mouth. I, I don't like it. I do have to give her a, a tiny shout out here. Cause in the beginning of the scene, she did ask Kate if she was all right. So no, she I was know. like, if something else ails you or whatever. And I'm like, oh, good. And Kate you, was you about to tell her, her here. but yeah, then the arrived. Then Kate was about to tell her, but Edwina didn't even look like she was listening to her. And I was just like, she was just like totally fussing with herself in the mirror. And I'm just like, why after are we doing this? And then Danbury has that little chat with Kate where she says, I know you think of me an unfeeling harridan after passion cools and fate intervenes. Who else is a woman left with but herself? Which that's, that's a real interesting mark for Edwina though, because yeah. passion cools ish even though there's no passion and fate really does intervene thanks to kate's mother kate's birth like mother that. and the bangles um, right but and then you know she's she's the perfect debutante to meet the parents and she's really excited and you know rupert is there um we're not calling him by his regency name his name is rupert um, i'm sorry is there any other name but rupert for no him? it's rupert <laughs> Uh, for those who don't know, we're referencing Ted Lasso. Um, Anthony Head is also in Ted Lasso. Anyway, moving forward. Also, that line about how Kate introduced Edwina to the opera. I'm just like, I was waiting for you to say it. Well, she's going to have some issues with the opera. And it's not that Kate's a jealous person, but I find it hard to yeah. believe that Kate actually thinks opera is entertaining. Yeah. Because I just, I'm going to come out and say that opera is just not that entertaining. Kate would mm-hmm. rather be playing Pall Mall riding horses then sitting at an opera goodbye i'm done with i just it's weird though because again we see them paying attention to details like you were saying before of like it literally just feels like they check some boxes and we're like that's (laughs) enough boxes that we checked okay moving along so and then at the dinner the family gets snarky and the mom makes her gross comments and oh my god here here's a moment when kate says my mother has a name. And I was like, tell me. I know. Please. Like, why couldn't she say my mother's name was X? Or or Mary, even in that moment, saying her mother's name is whatever her mother's name was. Like, this is a fact I care about. Tell me this woman's name. She is my hero. Yeah. She brought Kate into this world. We deserve to know her name. <laughs> like seriously again all these little crumbs that like they hint at don't follow through with so i do love this scene though for mary because shelly khan is brilliant and the fact that she was so painfully underused is a crime in this scene when she's like i have two daughters like her face her voice her body language it's one of the best performances in this season. 
Yeah. She was just mesmerizing. The first time I watched that scene, I was floored by her. First time I watched it, I was like, Mary's in the building. Like here she is. She has entered. Like Like, it was truly brilliant. So underused. And she, she really was brilliant in the scene. Like I, if she, when she said that, I was like, oh my God. If she was like an awful actress and that's why they weren't using her, I would have been like, oh, that's totally fine. You know, but she's sensational. Like what she could have done. That's where I get so sad because I'm just like, you chose one of the strongest actresses you could have. Even my mother watching that scene was just like this woman. And I was like, I know. Can you imagine if we got more of her? It's It's really disappointing. It's a crime. It is a crime. Like Kate's face is so sad. Every Oh my God, though. Like good Kate watching her as she defends her like and you just see like she the does look on Kate's one, face she does that yeah. one thing with her face where she's just like where it's almost like she's saying really like she's doing this for yeah. me like she and, and then Anthony's watching her is watching mm-hmm. Kate throughout uh-huh. all this and I'm just mm-hmm. like oh my heart like that was it was a good scene and then you know he finally speaks up and says like after okay, yeah. they go he, after Kate yeah and what what did she say she he was like everyone got like mad at kate right and then like we see everyone's faces just change and like that hurts and then he's Um, like that is enough like you've insulted yeah um something something like you you don't even wait for a wedding invitation it was a long ass speech i did not write it down it was it was Um, a good one though it was a very good one that's why i really love this scene yeah and i also like how he's like he says what we're all thinking at this point because lady sheffield sucks he's like it says um their exclusion from society was because of their terribleness obviously way more eloquently than i just paraphrase that but i was like yes because she literally just went off the bat like sniping at mary i'm just like oh my god you are in company you are garbage you are garbage and just like anthony oh he says uh how he stands up for mary and like says both kate and edwina are credit to their mother and father and i'm like both uh, both their parents yes so like acknowledging kate's mother as well yeah moment oh it's good it's good yep yep and then everybody is angry and they're leaving and he doesn't listen to edwina when she says wait but kate runs after him he waits yep this scene i have a lot of feelings about this scene yeah this is definitely this, the best scene in the episode. Yeah, I wish this scene, if if they didn't want to do the accident here, Edwina could have walked in on this scene. Yep. With his hand oh on God, her face. Like, again, here's the thing. Fine, you want Edwina to have this big, bold moment of I feel betrayed. I don't even know myself. I am a product of who my sister has told me I am. Why did you have them walk down the aisle? You could have had them get caught in this moment by Edwina. They don't have to be forced into marriage here. So yeah. we still can have the like aspect of choice come in. That's a lot of people have been arguing that they like the fact that there's no marriage of convenience because they choose each other. Edwina seeing them is not going to force them into marriage the same way that it wouldn't with yeah. Daphne. Cause you know, it's Edwina, but she would have felt betrayed. She would have had her big moment of, oh my God, like you guys have been mm-hmm. lying to me, blah, 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 without getting to the aisle and wasting and on top of that. Episode. Yeah, they could have act- then kickstarted their more of their growth because why is it that in the finale, we don't know. She's like, I don't know who I am. We should know who you are by the finale. So it's like, there wasn't want- enough development there. No. So get rid of six because six is a stagnant episode. It's over an hour of practically nothing. But again, God, we'll get I there. It. I hate it so much. Anyway, here's a great moment where they could have gotten caught. But that didn't happen. So let's talk about the moment. I will give credit where credit is due as much as the writing in this episode frustrates me beyond words, as much as the fact that Anthony falling in a body of water was a priority I hate. But using you are the bane of my existence and the object of all my desires, I had such a visceral reaction to that. I know everybody else did, but I feel like so many people forgot that that's actually a line in the book. Like- 
And I'm going to take credit because when I wrote fic once I, that I deleted, I wrote that line into that fic. But <laughs> it's such a good line to really encapsulate their relationship. Like, I love that they included that. It's such a good line. And nobody could have I, delivered it the way that Johnny did. Nobody. No. That whole, like, speech he has. Yeah. Uh, no one could deliver it the way Johnny did. No. And then it was like, you know what kind of bothers me with everyone's being annoyed at Kate? Rightfully so. Like, I yeah. understand. She, she lied. something from them. Yeah. Totally fine. But the what they are angry at her for is not the same. No. And that is my biggest issue. It's they are using it as an excuse to be angry at her for other things. And that pisses me off so much because I hate that when it's like, I, that's like one of my biggest pet peeves, be annoyed for the right reasons. Yeah. Because he's like, um, you know, Kate said the whole time he's been set on marrying Edwina. Now he wants to cast her to the side. And, um, and he's like, you've been against the marriage the entire time. Yeah. So she didn't want you in this scene, this little setup. So, and again, like this scene is still great. I'm not saying that. Cause then again, later on with Edwina, yeah. I'm going to bring that up. But so like, that just like bothered me that this is their escape goat for everyone to be mad at Kate. Yeah. And then like, just their whole thing of like Kate asking what Edwina did to make him want to send put her aside and like not to speak of dowries which is so true because he yeah. doesn't need a dowry no. then like i'm leaving for india and he's like that's not far enough okay oh, his stupid voice like sir there there was absolutely no reason to go that hard you need to calm yourself like no reason and then to just be like night and day i dream of you and then the way he lowers his voice a little and gets closer to oh be like, God. you know, all the ways a lady can be seduced. Like, I wanted to throw my phone on the screen and be like, don't, don't, don't tell me, show me now. Because, <laughs> and she was, you know, the same way, completely. And then like the way he like shakes his head mm-hmm. and he gets away from her. I'm like, oh, I'm like, come on. Are you kidding me? I'm like, you control yourself. Yeah. It's on you. Yeah. <laughs> Obviously he cannot control. He also body. totally smells the lilies here. So he's also oh, yeah. meltdown. Uh, um, and then he's like, he can't be married to Edwina for the rest of his life because then they'll be tied together yeah. forever. Until and I'm like, yeah, this is, we need to talk about what he's basically saying in this moment is that one day I'm going to cheat on your sister with you. Yeah. And Kate, my sweet darling baby angel. She's like, he doesn't love me. And I'm like, he does. He told you he would cheat, but then, but, but I like, also this is- understand her believing that that's not love, but it's lust. Yes. That he is drawn to her, to absolutely. That he wants her, but not mm-hmm. because he loves her because he's attracted to her and he wants her in the yeah. same way, you know, or so. Because I gotta, I gotta tell you, that is one thing that um bothers me overall is how much I do feel like they push the lust aspect with them a little too much. Obviously they have feelings for each other. Yeah, of course. But again, they're not exploring that as much. Um, like, so I don't, I don't like, it just sometimes the way that they push the, the lust aspect so much and like his repeating of, oh, that's an episode seven. So we won't go there yet. But like, it reminds me a little bit of like Sienna and Anthony a little too much. You know what the issue the is? It's because Anthony, Anthony Bridgerton has a very addictive personality. I know. And that's, that's fine. But so I wanted- I we, want that's to why we see them tiny tiny little scene exactly of an emotional pull and I guess we could go back to for example the beasting because that is a moment yes. deliberately for Anthony to know that like this woman is not going to judge my outbursts yes like Sienna, Sienna definitely judged him yeah Sienna yeah. is very cool so, like, and like I said, it's it's not the same, but that's why we needed a little more emotional undressing for them yeah. because I don't want it to feel like Anthony and Sienna yeah. at all. And like, and like I said, it is different. It's it's yeah. not the same, but there there's a little too much similarities that just don't sit right. It's with also me. the forbidden love element because he was not allowed yes. to be with Sienna either. That's oh that's partly God. what plays into it as well to make it feel similar. Is that another reason? Yeah. Yeah. That's another reason that forbidden love shouldn't have been in this because it absolutely should not. We have all the tropes that should not have been theirs. We have enough tropes. I don't know why they kept throwing tropes at us. At Wally. Yes. Wally. Uh, 
Wally Nelson, if anyone follows her on social media, she pointed this out. There's too many tropes. Love at first sight is a trope. Enemies to lovers, we'll forbidden get, romance. I, I have thoughts it, about that one it, as well, but it, again, there was we'll no there. need for forbidden. If I had to get rid of one of the tropes, it's forbidden romance. We did not need this for them. And no. I will stand by and that like, at the end of time. A hundred thousand percent agree with you. Um, I also don't. I don't mind love, love at first, first sight. I okay. So here's my thing with love at first sight. Um, I, I think it's kind of lazy. Um, the the way that they said it felt a little lazy, but at yes. the same time, it's not because I do agree that I think sometimes when you meet someone, there is like that instant spark, mm-hmm. and with and them I, so and that can be yes, which is totally fine. And like, I feel like that is very normal. And it's like, looking back on it, you can be like, oh, wow. Like I love them from the beginning. Well, did you, so did like, you, I don't, I don't hate it. Did you what? watch Simone's interview with? No, not Al- yet. Okay. Okay. Once you do, you're gonna understand what, like I, I, I initially love their first meeting. I really do love, oh, their, I first love their first meeting. I love their first meeting. I love the yeah. But she says something really fascinating. She says, you know, we see him after a night of like work and at brothels and he's exhausted And then we see her in this one moment of freedom where she is escaping from her family, escaping from duties. So they're both kind of, they meet at this place right before dawn where they're super vulnerable, like running from their duties, getting this moment of like peace by themselves. And that's where they meet. And that's where like, there's that instant draw because they're both running from the same thing. So I was like, okay, okay. I am fine with what you're trying to tell me with first love. Um, no, it's like, I, I, I totally love it get thing. that too. Yeah. Cause like you do, you see that pull immediately. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. So like, I, like I said, I don't hate the love at first sight thing, but I just like, there's so much more if to we just got a little bit more, exactly. even that would have worked. So exactly. Cause I feel like love at first sight sometimes just feels so easy, but it's yeah. like, they're more than that. There's yeah. so much more than that. So yeah. that's, that's my little thing about that. It's because Anyways. we didn't see them undress their emotions, yeah. but you know, the future can still do that. Anyway, now Kate is back into her room with uh, Edwina, and Edwina's not mad. No, she. Mm, why aren't you mad? This is a point. You could have been mad. Your sister's been lying to you. Oh, I don't care about the dowry. Like, yeah, are you for like real? she's she's like she's upset. But I I agree. I think she should be more mad here. And then this is where the logic really pisses me off because. She's like, um, I had a feeling that you were hiding something from me since the Viscount started courting me. I sense you weren't telling me the truth. And, but Kate did not want her to have anything to do with him. That's one. So he, like, that makes no sense. It has nothing to do with the deal that she made. Her, Edwina and Anthony's relationship is completely separate from the deal that she made. It makes no sense. If she was going after someone untitled and Kate didn't support it, then that would make sense for her to be angry. Mm-hmm. And then, but she just, like, I don't know why she just doesn't blame it. Like, I, I just, no. I just don't understand. And then she says, I'm not a little girl anymore. And Kate says, I didn't want to burn you, uh, burden you. I hate that line. I hate it when somebody says they're not a little girl anymore. Cause I'm like, you are a little girl. We wouldn't have you to use are. that line if you aren't like, you know, as, mm-hmm. as adults, as grown adults, we don't use that word when our parents like no. get mad at us or something. Cause that's such no, a, I think if anything, I'd be like, do you like, know how old I am? <laughs> when you're a teenager, it's such a like cliche teenager line. Um, it is. And when she says that, I literally, I'm like, act like it act like a grown woman then that you say you are because you are not what burden would it be to marry the person I love and Kate's face just makes me want to die in a fire yep yep you love she wants nothing more to be his his wife his viscount does she say his viscountess or his wife nothing says nothing more to be his wife and then she says his viscountess yeah and so will he forgive us that I do not Duty holds fragile society together. That's, I think, a line that Whistle Down writes. Yeah. It and just... then Benedict gets it. Um, yeah. Um, we see Eloise go talk to Theo at dawn um, and Penn sees and she's yeah. angry, which she does not have a right to be angry about. But it's and then me. neither of them can sleep. So they go to the woods, which I just, I love. I always said that Lord Huron's Strange Trails Trials, Strange Trails album 
is the Kate and Anthony album. And this just confirmed it for me. It is their album. Anyway. Kate uh, looks so beautiful here, side note. Oh my God. It makes me angry. I mean, when doesn't she? But like that braid. Yeah, that braid, her, like the, the lighting of the scene, the light in her eyes, I, mm-hmm. who allowed? She says, I yeah, will not be says- the- I I will talk to Edwina, you know, see to ending things. And she says, I will not be the cause of you losing your honor any more than I can stand to see Edwina in pain. This will pass. Mm -hmm. It will become bearable. Um, No. And then then also he says, like, our paths never need cross again. And Kate's eyes get glassy right after that. It will be as we never met. Like, okay. And then she calls him Anthony. And I cannot Uh, tell it. I really don't like that this is the first time. No, I don't either because it's sad. But yeah, I, yeah, I, I don't, don't either like, because she shouldn't be in pain the first time she uses his name. No, and it's like, I, I'm okay. We didn't get a call me by my name scene, even yeah. though we did get it in the book after the library. But it's just like, now it just, it hurts. It hurts. It hurts. Yeah. And then Kate says, oh, this I actually, I, d- I did not like this line. Um, nothing to do with Kate, obviously. But so she says, obviously, like, Kate, you can't break my sister's heart. She's all things good and true. A kinder sign, a soul you'll never find. She has loved me as well as any sister could. That almost makes the half-sister comment more like, oh my God. Like, you know what I mean? Like, you yep, shouldn't because- have to say she could love me as well as any sister could. No. Because no, Kate, you were sisters. Like she, Kate really does not realize how much love she deserves. Yeah. Like she absolutely does not realize how much love she deserves. No, she doesn't. But it's like, that really hurt. Um, But also, and then we, we find out that this, what she, how she describes Edwina is not true. No, it's, it's, it's not. No, like, I'm sorry, but. She, I understand like later on she gets upset and like rightfully upset about yeah. some things, but she takes it too far. Yep. Way too far and yep. is entirely self-absorbed, but yep. back to this, Anthony, like saying very well in that broken voice and he'll make sure the wedding takes place as soon as possible. The way that Kate cries or like <sighs> the, the way she shakes her head because she doesn't want to fully cry. Yeah. It it hurts. When I said I will never forgive them for how much they made Kate cry, this is what I meant. I will never forgive them for how much they made Kate cry. And like, again, though, if they did have her, and we, we've been saying this for a while, uh, you first came up with this of like, if they had her, like if she rode off first and it was raining here and she got into the accident mm-hmm. here, we no longer need episode six. No. Like, we could have gotten more development of them as a couple. Yep. There still would have been scandal of a broken yep. engagement. Like, yep. I don't, I don't understand. And they we know so would have seen it through like the painful lenses. So it, it wouldn't have been as ragey at first. Yeah. And then she could also have been like, like, I want this for myself. You know, like, yeah. why doesn't she see them and be like, that's what I want. He, yeah, like, I want him to, and I want that for like my that. sister. Yeah. Yeah. Like I just, and then on top of that too, like if they did that, um, they, they kept talking such a big game about how, and Wally also said this in her thing as too, that they, they talk a big game about like scandal and all this stuff, but it goes away so quickly. Yeah. So if they made a big deal of the, the engagement being just as much of a big thing to, um, break. Yep. So then do it follow through with it and then also the dinner almost feels unnecessary right, because way. then the Sheffield's like, never like the the dowry situation isn't even a big deal yeah exactly that's what I was just about to say like if they had Kate get into the accident now it would make so much more sense yep. for the Sheffields yep. otherwise like they literally there was like no reason for them no they just disappeared they just loom come up disappear it's because it Edwina's not even sense. mad. If Edwina and uh, Mary were both mad at the dowry situation, it would have yeah. at least added that weight to it and not just made it yeah. seem like, oh, it's a big deal because she has this secret that she's holding on to from the very first episode. But oh, they're they're fine with it. They don't really care. 
yeah, like there's a perfectly good reason to be frustrated with her. Yeah. Especially Mary, like her, her stepdaughter just yeah. got in touch with her parents that she doesn't talk to anymore. So like they definitely could have done more there yeah. and they just dropped it. Nope. And it makes the season feel more convoluted. Yep. It, and it makes it fit the Sheffield plot feel contrived because. Yep. Exactly. So, yeah. So what would you rate this episode? Um, honestly, a six. Objectively, a 6.5. As a fan of the scenes that they give us for Kate and Anthony for fan videos, an 8.5. I, I concur. <laughs> I, think I have scenes, double ratings for this. The scenes taken out of context yeah. yep. are brilliant. Yep. However, six. 8.56. Yeah. I give it I'm, double. I'm not, I can't do a double because I'm still so salty. I would, I'm giving it double for this one. Just I should go watch much more fan videos now after yeah, this. Yeah, you do have to watch much more fan videos. Yeah. It makes uh, it so much better. Okay, I'll give you that. But I still, still six. Because again, like the convolutedness. Yeah, yeah, no, agreed. Agreed, objectively agreed. So yeah, next week. Oh, oh, I can't wait to hear your rating for next week's episode. Do we have to give it a rating? Um. I wonder if it'd be better if we didn't because mine is very low. <laughs> my one, my, well, yeah. Okay. Um, goodbye. Bye. We'll See you again next Let week. us know all your thoughts on follow us on yeah the bird app or Instagram. Everything will be linked in the description at Lady Geeks Pod at Lady Geeks Podcast. Goodbye. Until next week.